0: Welcome into the CHGO Blackhawks podcast. Happy Monday, if that's a thing. I'm Jay Zawoski with Greg Boyson and Mario Tirabassi. Thanks for being with us. We are, uh, well, not really fresh from Fifth Third Arena. Today was a shorter day as the team just scrimmaged. Uh, and boy, was that fun to watch. Uh, Two yeah. periods, 12-minute periods. And it was Team Red versus t- Team White. But really, it was Team Bedard. Versus Team Reichel, we're going to tell you all the highlights and show you some highlights. Next, we got permission from uh, the broadcast network of Charlie Romeliotis' Twitter. Yeah. Express written consent from him, so we've got some video highlights to show you. Before we get into all of that, make sure you smash that like button for us. We would appreciate that. Make sure you uh, like and subscribe to our Facebook page. Same deal on your favorite podcast app. Subscribe, rate, review, all that great stuff. Uh, we would love for you to do that. It helps us out a lot. And a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify would be greatly appreciated. So I think the news of the day is the two Blackhawks, you want to be the best players on the ice. We're absolutely the best players on the ice today for the team.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I, I think the what you what you talked about today at, at the rink is is that every player in this camp so far has looked as what you would hope to see them look like. And Bedard and Reichel today looked like the two best offensive options uh, that the team has. And Taylor Hall chipped in with some good plays too. Like it all, it all felt so far in the in the three in-person days that that we've all been there. Everything has felt right t- to me at least. Like I haven't, I haven't seen one guy where I'm like, yeah, there's no red tugging, flags at all. Like nothing. Everyone so, and looks it as they should. And it's still early. Better. Still early. Um, and maybe it'll be easier to kind of pinpoint things down as, uh, as roster numbers come down. But so far, every guy that you think is going to land in the AHL looks that way. Every guy that looks like they'll play in the NHL looks that way. And every guy that you hope to be one of the better or best players on this team has looked that way. It's, it's really like, there's nothing, nothing wrong with that with, with, with this team, the way it's set up, there's nothing wrong with everyone just being fine. Like, yeah, it's fine.
2: Yeah, uh, I kind of liked the um, Bedard versus Reichel that we saw today, and they kind of trying to one up each other. A little yeah. competition between those two. That's a good thing going forward. Uh, I know somebody had uh, asked Lucas Reichel uh, when we talked to him afterwards about how uh, Kane and Taves used to push each other. You know, hey, I scored a goal in practice, so now, you know, Kane scored one, so now Taves got to score one, or now he's got to mm. score two. Yeah. So that'll be fun to see that little thing going. But uh, as our guy, the Steve, says, to what I saw today, my prediction of Lucas Reichel leading this team in points, I'm feeling a little better about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. feeling a little better about it. Not that it. far you, off. I am. Are you really? I mean, considering I figured I had no chance
0: <laughs> seven hours ago,
2: now I'm like, I have a slim chance. Yeah. Um, and that line. I mean, um, you have a chance. That line of Reichel, Athanasio, Kershev. It's gonna be hard to defend because they get up the ice fast.
0: Yeah, yes, they've got now, some speed. And
2: as long as it's like Reichel with the puck on his stick coming into the zone, I feel better because uh, he could do both. And he was showing off some great stick handling. I'm just I know we're gonna see this many times where it's gonna be like we're gonna get excited because that line's moving up the ice. Yeah, and it's Anthony to see you, And then he Anthony you's know, It and uh, misses the net. <laughs> On his chance. But, yeah. you know, maybe maybe he, this is the year he gets that, like, anomaly shooting percentage. Minds his year. hands. Yeah. Um, but it's a fun line. Uh, you know, Bedard and and Hall were forming some chemistry out there. You know, Hall's the kind of guy that, like, hey, just put your stick on the ice. I'll get it to you. Yep. And, uh, yeah, so, again, scrimmaging, not exactly – I know. A lot of defense being played. I mean, sure. it's Not it's, a lot of structure.
1: It's the most NHL talent that's been on the ice for right. the Blackhawks
2: this, but, this fall. Even though it's a scrimmage and we don't want to sit here and get super excited, but it looked like real NHL hockey team out there. Yes. it's And, o- and it's okay. And, and I like, couldn't
0: say that really at any point last year. I just don't – we don't have to – I know it's like – People love to downplay everything. It's like the same thing when Bedard scored three goals in a rookie game. Well, yeah, it was a rookie game. Does that even count? Well, hey, it's like I said, you guys have practice. Like, yeah, you know, Colton Pareko is going to have the answer for that uh, for that wrist hey, shot. He that scored two never goals saw. against an
2: NHL goalie today. Yeah, yeah. Why don't we uh,
0: Why don't we show some of the highlights here? Why don't we start with the Lucas Reichel goal, Kevin? Um, I think that was probably the most impressive. And obviously, there's no commentary on this, so. If you're listening to we the podcast, uh, check out Charlie Meliotis's Twitter uh, for a good look. We'll try to describe what's happening as best we can as the uh, <laughs> as the highlight plays. Um, so go ahead with the Lucas Reichel one again. Thanks to Charlie Rameliotis. So yeah, Reichel just takes it down the middle, dances around Paul Lewinsky, and scores on a beautiful snapshot. Doesn't even celebrate. <laughs> Just nah. too R- easy.
2: R.I.P. to Paul Lewinsky's yeah. Josh jockstrap. Yeah, moment. that
0: was uh, tough. <laughs> <It's> a tough <laughs> one. I, oof, and nothing, nothing against uh, I, I Reichel has put on a great move, and that's
1: an NHL player going against a junior player. Yeah, that's what that's what that's what, that what first round picks right. do. Yes. Yeah. yes,
0: yes. So uh, he looked great, scored another goal. No video of that one, and now we've got a pair here from Connor Bedard. The first one. Uh, Connor Bedard uh, works a two-on-four. Yes, you heard that right. <laughs> it was Bedard and Taylor Hall uh, versus a quad a quadrant, quad quad quadrant. Yeah, a quadrant quadrant, quadrant, of, quadrant of, of Blackhawks Blackhawks defenders. Sure. And uh, good old ninety-eight taps at home uh, set up by Taylor Hall here. Look at that breakout pass wow. by Nikita Zaitsev. Beautiful. Beautiful.
3: Okay.
0: Worst player in the league. My ass. Yeah. <laughs>
3: there it is oh, easy tapping Jesus. for bedard
0: uh very nice goal for him but nice to see those two very quickly developing some chemistry yeah uh really solid stuff from those two and then the other one here bedard. Uh, the second bedard goal here this looks like taylor hall setting him up but it's actually ryan donato getting a rebound behind the net centers it from behind the net across the net front bedard one times it uh ovechkin style from yeah. the uh, other circle and scores quickly. It's very funny how um, every time Bedard touches the puck, there's oohs and ahs from the crowd.
1: I mean, that's who that's who they're there to see. Yep. Right? Yeah. I mean, hey, Ryan Donato too. Talk about opportunity. Yeah. You know, to to come in and, and it looks like he's you know, we, t- we earlier in camp before Taylor Hall showed up, it looked like oh Donato's just kind of placeholding before Hall gets there. No, he's just now he's gone to the other side. He's with Bedard and Hall. Like that's an incredible opportunity to come in and and have a chance to play with Taylor Hall and Connor Bedard, uh, at least to start things here. Looks like he's getting that chance and coming from, you know, being buried in Boston, being down the lineup in Seattle, like, kind of like Max Domi was uh, coming in here last year, where, you know, you weren't going to get a top six role most other places. So for Donato to come in, get that opportunity at least to start camp here, like. Make the most of it, and I think he's. I think he's. He knows the position he's in, and I think he's trying to showcase a little bit more of you know what made him a, a top prospect coming out of college. And hey, go go go! Take
0: a hold of this opportunity. Opportunity means a lot to these guys, and like you know, yes, of course, Donato, but like even Taylor Hall, yeah, who has kind of been written off, kind of forgotten about a little bit, had some injury problems was buried on a really deep Boston team. I think you know the the initial shock of going from a historically great Boston team to a rebuilding team in Chicago was probably a little tough, but when he took some time to really consider the opportunity that's in front of him, look, he's going to be pretty much locked in at that left wing with Bedard. Those two are going to be pretty much together all year. You'd imagine so. And he is going to reap the benefits of that. And guess what? So is Connor Bedard. I don't want to take anything away and say that everything Taylor Hall does this year is because of Bedard. Bedard's gonna gonna thrive off playing with a player the quality of Taylor Hall too. Yeah, so absolutely. So it's that's a really nice fit, and we should show one more Bedard highlight here. Uh, he takes a beautiful saucer pass to Nick Foligno. This is between line changes. Half the line has changed; the other half is not. Beautiful saucer pass all the way across. And Fino pulls it a backhand, and it, and the goal is stopped uh, by Sauterbloom. Just beautiful. Beautiful play all around. Great save. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, look, everything looks like it's clicking, and yeah, of course. Like we said, it's it's hard to judge. It's a scrimmage. Every team is rolling five lines. Seth Jones said it several times, like, it's hard to glean too much because we didn't play that much. Yeah. A lot of guys didn't get a lot of each, opportunities each out Each line
2: got about, like, six shifts yeah. total. Yeah. So, yeah, not a lot. <clears throat> not a huge sample size. Uh, But just to circle back to Donato real quick, I mean, we had all sat here last week before camp started and tried to guess our opening night lineup, and I think we all had Taylor Radish on that top line. Um, Apparently that's not going to happen. Things can change. But I I like the Donato. Here's an interesting thing that I like with Donato and Hall playing with Bedard. You have Donato who... Is already shown his versatility, moving sides on this line. He yeah. can do that. He could play center. Both of those guys are here for two years. So you can get some long-term stability. If that's the line that sticks yeah. and clicks well, Holland and Otto are both back here next year. Yeah. So you can go in the next season, a season where – Get a couple more of these kids up here that are like you could squint real hard and say maybe this is a year where you you you're contending for a wild card spot the final month of the season kind of like that 7 08 yeah Blackhawks team, yeah. so you but you go into that season, with Bedard, playing with, the same wingers he hopefully has a very successful rookie season with, mm-hmm. it could go a long way but I I like Donato up there, um, but I think as the season goes, we're probably going to see Donato all over the place. Yeah. Kind of like Tyler Johnson in a bit. But having so many guys like that on your roster right now, it's it's a coach's dream to just be like, hey, I could mix my stuff up every day, and it's not really going to affect anybody.
1: Yeah, you yeah. like having that versatility. It's,
0: it's really th- – this team is loaded with versatile weapons. And, you know, Johnson and Donato are just two of the guys that – Play me anywhere. I'll do what you need me to do and uh, do it with a smile. And I think what we're learning, too, about a lot of the new guys is it's not just the hockey ability. It's the personality. It's the leadership. And I know that, like, leadership gets thrown around a lot. But when I say that, I mean just someone who's willing to teach, willing to help, you know. And um, Jason Dickinson talked about how last year he was in sort of a helping role. And then this year now he's with two veteran guys. So it's kind of a change in mindset. Uh, they just got a lot of guys of that sort of personality on the team. And, yeah, does that win you Stanley Cups? No, but it certainly doesn't hurt when you've got a rebuilding team with a bunch of young kids coming up trying to learn the ropes. It's really good stuff. And I think, you know, in light of what's happening with the Bears and the White Sox and the Bulls who are stuck in neutral and the Cubs who have had a pretty good weekend, I think it's, it's time to anoint the Blackhawks as uh, the least dysfunctional team in Chicago. Are we, I think so. Are we ready uh, to make the claim? To, to, are we ready?
2: Do you need assistance on this?
0: I think uh, I think it's time. I think we have the most going functional team, or least dysfunctional team, in Chicago sports right now. And in the spirit of the Nashville Predators, yes, uh, we are going to raise intro. a banner commemorating the Chicago <laughs> Blackhawks as the least dysfunctional Chicago team. September twenty
1: twenty three. We did it. Guys. Go team. Uh,
0: congratulations yeah, yeah. to uh, Jamie Faulkner and Danny Wirtz, Kyle Davidson, uh, Luke Richardson, and everybody involved for this glorious achievement. Uh, we have hung the banner here in the locker, I'm sure. They're going to be raising them at the United Center and Fifth Third. Yes. Yeah, this uh, any is, this is the
1: authentic uh, replicas will mm-hmm. be available at the uh, first home preseason game yes. uh, for the first 10,000 fans. If attendants. I don't run out of red ink
0: yeah. at home. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That probably cost uh, me like eight this, bucks to print.
3: This will, be, this will be hanging
2: up in the third stall of the men's room outside <laughs> section 203. Yeah. Um, but yes. Uh,
0: yeah. Hey, make it's fun all you want. It's, <laughs> it's true. Hey, man, who would have thought two years ago <laughs> that the Hawks, for at least September of 2023... Would be Chicago's least dysfunctional team. Yeah.
2: yeah. It's uh, it's a good... It's, and notice
1: it's that good. it's not most functional. It's just least dysfunctional. Least dysfunctional, <laughs> yes. Yeah. yes. It's, it's least not, dysfunctional. Yeah, exactly. We're yeah. not not
0: taking too much, but we did we did uh, we'll it, take though. what we can get. It's a and huge I'm sure victory. the uh, the Hawks are happy about that. It's, good, it's been a good month.
1: Yeah, I mean... <laughs> 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 it, it, they haven't lost. Undefeated. They haven't lost. Uh, you know, everything seems to be going just okay so far. And... Uh, yeah it's it's a low bar to cross but they they've crossed it we'll and take so it we, okay. it's it's time
2: to celebrate like just the fact that in less than two years they've gone from you know the the, the kyle beach scandal to now you know he, he, those those days and weeks after the the that report was was released you know you had fans questioning if they're going to cheer for them again you had writers questioning if they wanted to cover that team again yep there's a lot of uncertainty and the go from there to now you've got so much optimism around this team yes and even if you didn't get connor bedard you'd still have a lot of if it was adam Fantilli or leo carlson we were watching at camp We'd still have a lot of optimism about this team. Yeah. Things are definitely trending in the right direction. And we'd have more cooking stories. Are, are you, <laughs> yeah, get some air fried steaks going. But that just offends again, me. Again, what is another thing that's just strange to me is the Blackhawks front office has to be the most trusted in the city, right?
1: I mean, by process of elimination, yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, it, it, they, they seem to be doing this right.
1: You don't trust the Bulls. You don't trust the Sox. There's a common denominator there. The Cubs are kind of – You feel like the Cubs
0: should be more like the Yankees or Red Sox.
2: The Cubs are, like, falling into this. Where had they actually tried to win, they would have had this division wrapped up two Uh, weeks ago. Right.
1: You You, you can't trust the Bears to do anything.
2: Well, you can trust them to embarrass themselves on a weekly basis. And
1: bear ass.
2: Yeah, and bear ass. Um, (laughs) So, I mean – it's, it starts with bringing in Davidson. I think there were a lot, there was some skepticism yeah. when he first got the gig. I was not the was. biggest fan myself. Like, oh, we're, gonna, we're bringing in another guy that's been here the whole time. I had all those same thoughts. Yeah, sure. But it was like, all right, let's see what he does. And made some aggressive moves right yeah. off the bat. You know, the, the Brandon Hagel trade won me over. Like, wow, I can't believe what you got for him. And ballsy. Yes. yes. That's all I want from yes. my general manager is a guy that, A, is aggressive, has some stones, and is transparent.
1: That's not all. literally.
2: Right. No. I, I like some opaqueness <laughs> to my physical GM. But He's not Larry Bird. Yes. I would like him to, like, let us know exactly what he's doing Yeah, and then have the courage to follow through on yeah. what he tells you what to do.
0: Look, man, it's tough for a GM who is 37, 34, 35. He's just older than than me. Yeah, so to say, like, thank you, Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taves, for your service. We appreciate you very much. Yeah. See your way to another team. Thank you. We love you. Goodbye. And he could very easily have said, oh, we're going to bring him back and one more run, Mm -hmm. and we want them to be here for the – Turn around and then just waste the money and waste the time and waste the... No. Like, tear the Band-Aid off. Don't be afraid to do it. And he has shown uh, huevos.
2: Yes. And then him him hiring Luke Richardson has been... Another good move. Phenomenal. And you could tell, talking to Luke Richardson these first few days of camp, he cannot wait for what's coming. Oh yeah, He is just enamored with some oh, yeah. of these young guys. He's yeah. just like, screw it. Let's play them all this year. Let's yes. do it. But <laughs> Kyle <laughs> Davis is probably like, now, Luke, we have to relax. Yeah, yeah. Yes. We have to pull back a little bit.
1: <clears throat> but well, and it's, it's fun. I'm sure it's fun for him that, f- at least right now, a lot of the guys that are looked at for, like, development and stuff are all defensemen. He's exactly. just like, oh, I can get my hands on these guys and, you know, help be able to be, you know, more of a mentor because he played that that role and he played that role as an 18 year old 18 19 year old when he started his career uh way back in the day so he's able to like relate to these guys more in this situation that they're in you know with with Kaiser and Vlasic and uh Korchinski and Allen and all these guys down the row so I'm sure he's even more excited about that aspect of it just because it's it's more that he can be hands-on with and you know he can he can have that direct experience and uh give them that that kind of uh attention and yeah i mean it's it's exciting and and just how he talks about hockey it's just the, the the brain that he has for the game to also then translate it not only from when he played in the 80s 90s 2000s but then to then translate it to the modern game and see how you know a guy like seth jones has progressed how kaiser and vlasic have progressed under him like it gives you a lot of optimism for sure
0: when the fact that you know, you, you bring in a guy like that and you're maybe afraid he's gonna be a little bit old school, but he's very willing and seemingly leaning towards starting three rookie defensemen on the on the left side this year. Yeah. And it's and he's almost kind of stuck between decide, deciding between four of them. Right. With Kaiser, Phillips, uh Korczynski and um Classic. Classic. Yeah. Like there's four to choose from and it's like and, he's kinda weighing that whole thing. And he
1: also didn't stamp out the idea of Nolan Allen potentially being in the NHL this year. Right. That's another, that's, that's five very young defensemen that could see uh, NHL time this season, which I think is, I mean, it's, it's exciting to at least see kind of that future come through. And I don't know, I think for, you know, for the Blackhawks in, in this city, it's, it, they're never going to be the most popular team 24, seven round the, round the sports clock. But they have one of the best opportunities since probably 15 years ago to grab hold of the city and and get their attention and, you know, shake the collar of people in Chicago and be like, Connor Bernard is our hope. You know, get get on board with these young kids because it's coming.
0: I think the attention is starting. Like it it feels like today my daughter's here with me, took her to practice and, you know, she was kind of she's too cool for everything. She's 13. Yeah. Bedard was not out there with the first group. She's like, "Where's Connor Bedard?" I'm like, don't worry, he's coming. Yeah. And then he came out. If you haven't been to Fifth Third, there's two rinks. There's the main rink, and then there's one that's west. If you're looking at the map, and they usually will start gentle warm ups in the east rink, move west to do, you know, uh, skate around whatever, a couple drills, and they move back to the west. So as Bedard was going from west to east, like kids were like looking down and waving at him. And I saw one little girl like see him and go like, oh, like turn to her friend. Like that's, we haven't seen that in so long here, you know? And I think a lot of the uh, excitement that came in the early days of Kane Taves, like it suddenly got very serious because the team got so good, right? And there were so many other guys along that way, but it's starting to have that feel that we were sort of feeling around you know, oh seven, oh eight, we we're like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. they starting to take shape and you're starting to see on the ice, Keith and Seabrook are getting better and better and some of the draft picks seem better. And like, oh, this is something to be excited about. But then you weren't coming off the heels of three recent cups. Right. So there was you already have a bit of a a bit of a fan base that's just waiting for a reason to come back. Yeah. Instead of starting from zero. Right. Like the Taves and Kane teams had to do. Where you had so, to
1: drag people back to the black Yes, Blackhawks.
0: Now yeah. it's people are waiting for a reason. Mm-hmm. And I've worked in sports media in this town since for twenty three years. I've never felt so much anger and apathy towards the NFL team in this city in my life. Yeah. Like people are angry and pissed, and I saw Greg Bragg say it today, just somewhat like at this point, indifferent. And that's the worst thing. Apathetic is the worst thing for a a fan base. And hopefully the Hawks can grab this. And truthfully, maybe they can kick a little life into the other teams in town and say, quit being scared to make a tough and ballsy move. Quit being afraid to make a, a, a hire that may not be popular right away or to make a trade that might not be popular right away. Have some guts. Think outside the box. Don't always do the same thing you've done over and over again. Maybe the Hawks can motivate and inspire some of the other teams in town to act more like they've acted yeah. over the last couple of years.
1: I mean, each each professional league is copycat of the other in, in some aspects, and I think for the, for the benefit of the rest of the Chicago sports teams around here, yeah, I mean, you, you kind of need to – the Blackhawks were a prime example of being set in your ways and have it, you know, trying to do the same thing over and over, getting the same results – after a point of time it just wasn't working and a lot of change needed to happen and it was forced in different ways, but it happened. And now you're kind of seeing things be done differently. You're seeing the team operate differently. Kyle Davidson operates as a GM way different than his predecessor. Uh Luke Richardson operates as a head coach much different than his predecessor. And, you know, I I, I think that can you know when we do see the Blackhawks have success with this group, which I think is on its way, it's not going to be this year, but it is on its way, I think other teams are going to, you know, see some connections. And, and look, I, it's, it's, it's no secret that there's connections between teams in the city, the Cubs and Blackhawks and Bulls and Sox and yep. all, all this stuff. So, you know, it's it's not just like, oh, well, the hockey team operates as a hockey team specifically, like, there's people uh, Jeff Greenberg was here for a cup of coffee but he came from baseball and it's 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 all fluid so I don't know it's 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 an interesting time for the Blackhawks um, and we are not far removed from that team being apathetic in the city like there were points last year where it was just like you know, we talked and we were just like, how do we make this team interesting? How do we make people care about what's happening with this team right now? Especially post-trade deadline. It was just like, jeez. Like, yeah. and, and to now be at this point, it's quite the
0: swing back in the other direction. It's really exciting. And, we you know, we haven't had a chance to talk about Greenberg much at all. So before no, we, we take our first <laughs> break, I it's hard to, you know, he was more of a behind-the-scenes kind of a leader, really working hard on the analytics department, actually building – From the ground up like the Hawks own analytical physical system like an app and software and like all this stuff Um, and from what we understand had gotten that pretty far had hired a bunch of people to come in and help him so it's not to say that losing Jeff Greenberg is not a big loss it is for sure but had this happened a year ago it might feel a little more catastrophic this to me if anything obviously I'd prefer to have him here than not but the fact that teams are calling from other sports to hire Hawks people. They're doing something right. Yeah, Greenberg is a baseball guy Yeah, to start, of course. I'm, I don't think the Yankees are going to call Kyle Davidson, but you know what I'm uh, saying. Yeah. The fact that it's getting noticed so quickly, it's a really good sign, and, and it seems like from the day Kyle Davidson has taken over, everything he's touched has turned to gold. Really. I mean, it, it, everything has worked so far.
1: It's, it's better than it was when he first took over. That's for sure.
2: Absolutely. You know what else is exciting? What? Cars. Not only cars, but the cars you can get at Ray Chevy in Fox Lake. Oh, yeah. Because they have joined the CHGO team, and that is great news for those of you in the market for a new or used vehicle. Just the other day, we were talking to the team at Ray. You know, they they come here and visit us and bring us donuts and talk cars.
1: I drove past it uh, the other day.
2: Nice. Did you wave?
1: I waved. I gave a wave back, but they were pretty busy busy. selling cars. They're busy selling cars (laughs) Uh,
2: because they're busy selling cars because they have the Ray Price Promise, and that's a guarantee that the price you see online is the price you're going to pay when you go into the dealership there in Fox Lake. We found that in many cases, other dealers will raise the price on you when you come into the dealership saying things like, are you a recent college grad? Are you active in the military? Are you a farmer? And by the way, I love farmers. There's no farmer slander on our show. And in most cases- The answer will be no, except for you wonderful farmers out there. And that's when the other dealers will raise the price on you, saying the price online included limited rebates that you just don't qualify for. Mm. Well, that's a whole lot of garbage, and at Ray, that's not the case. The price you see online is the price you will pay with no add-ons to the price ever. In fact, Ray will do everything possible to find additional savings for you, which may make the price lower than what you saw online. As one of the top selling dealers in the Midwest, you'll always be able to shop one of Chicagoland's largest inventories and save big at Ray Chevy because now they have over 100 Chevy Trax models available starting at $21,495. And now through September 30th, that's only a couple of days remaining. So hurry, all buyers can qualify for 0% financing, make zero payments until 2024, plus put no money down. And the best of all, pay zero hidden fees with the Ray price promise. Visit Ray Chevrolet in Fox Lake or raychevrolet.com serving the community since
0: 1963. Find new roads. Great deals from Ray Chevy and if you're looking for some great deals on your television service and that's literally everyone on earth. Yep. Because it's getting more confusing and more expensive all the time. Check out Fubo TV. Go to fubotv.com/chgo. Why? Well, there's several reasons. You get 140 live channels of sports shows movies and news you can stream live tv from any device your laptop your phone your ipad whatever you got go to fubotv.com and you are streaming very easily you can watch the most chicago sports for the lowest price and if you don't believe me go to fubotv.com and start watching immediately with a free trial there's no contract there's no cable there's no hassle Just sign up and start watching Fubo right now. You'll get a 1,000 hours of cloud DVR service at no extra charge, and you can watch your local teams while traveling. And, yes, Cub fans, they have Marquee Sports Network, one of the few streaming providers that do. If you don't want to pay for that app separately, you've got college football, the Big Ten, the NFL. They've got Red Zone. They've Mm -hmm. got NFL Network. The Euro qualifiers are here. Ryder Cup right around the corner. Watch all your favorite College football and NFL with Fubo. Go to Fubotv.com slash chgo to sign up for 15% off your first month of Fubo Pro. Watch some Red Zone
1: on Sunday. It was, was a lot of fun. Red Zone's great. Love red zone. We need a hockey red zone. That'd be way too chaotic. Yes, it would yeah, be nuts.
2: They kind of have that. They have on the fly.
0: Every time a team crosses the blue, the uh, <laughs> the blue line, they gotta cut quick, to the game. Quick, They're on the, off. the offense. No, 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 no. no it's turnover. <laughs> oh God, yeah. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. No, that would that would be so chaotic. <laughs> that would make you could me do nauseous. Power plays. You could do it. Power plays yeah
2: well they have on the fly they kind of they go around on their normal night they'll go around from the game to game and drop true. in show yeah. you they'll show you all the highlights you need to see you yeah you can't really do that live
0: that's tough no no. but uh,
2: they do a good job during when I, the regular <laughs> season. when
1: i uh i worked at a uh, different uh company sports media company in this town uh we used to do uh kind, kind of similar to that like where it was uh I forget the title of the segment, but we would we would drop into games and stuff. It'd be like baseball or, you know, uh the hockey overtimes and stuff. It was absolutely chaotic. And uh I don't envy anyone who's in that position, but red zone, man, they have it down what's the guy's Scott Hansen, is that yeah, the host? That guy's he amazing. is that is an incredible job that he does. No no bathroom breaks, just like straight football for seven, eight hours, and he's going going from game to game. He's got all the stats. Like, that's quite the production they have.
0: I always think of the producers on that show, how tough that must be. Oh, my God. Like, the the behind-the-scenes. Like, yeah, navigating that as a host is tough. Very tough. Not taking anything away from that, but damn. To be, the, they gotta have several producers keep an and eye on. Sure, I'm sure, I'm yeah. sure, I'm sure
1: one is assigned to each game and just yeah. like get all these stats,
0: get all, get the the story of the game. Like you know, it's crazy. When I heard the concept the first time, I'm like, this this is gonna be just absolute chaos, and it's great. When the Bears are not playing, I'm watching Red Zone. <laughs> uh, you should probably watch them even when they are playing. I can't. I just can't. You can invest in a second
2: television for your living room.
1: Well, with
0: Fubo, I you, could, with you, you f- get split screen. I you mean, can watch the Bears and Red Zone. If you do Red, Red Zone, that.
2: you're still going to see the Bears' defense get scored on. That's nine true. Times a day. That's, That's a great not going to miss yeah. any of that. We're cutting back the, to Soldier Field, and, and, you'll, and, and you'll see the one field goal they kick.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, or kick a field goal when you're down forty. <laughs> right. Yeah. Hey, you got to get <laughs> so in there. You got to get back in there. Yeah. All right. Why don't we hear from Luke Richardson today? He was asked what he's looking for in these scrimmage games, and by the way. If you don't, it might be sold out already. But there's another scrimmage happening tomorrow, and it will be less players. I think Luke learned today; like that was a good idea, but we had a few too many the benches were too full. Yeah, so I think you are going to cut things down a little bit yesterday I or was, tomorrow.
1: I was trying to, I was trying to write down all the write down in my phone, um, all the lines and pairings, and I was like, wait a minute, they it was so many players, it was yeah. so chaotic. Chaos. Like they had, I think, I think Connor Murphy played with four different defensemen, like. Not just like in shifts but also sent over the boards with like four different guys. I was like, This is ridiculous. Too, yeah, you too many guys. Can't keep track.
0: Hopefully tomorrow's a little bit easier. But uh here's what he had to say in terms of what he's looking for from his players while watching a scrimmage.
3: Uh you know, just kinda yeah, yeah, grabbing the details is a good word for, for that, you know, I mean, out of everybody. And I think we kinda went back and did a little more D zone today and there were some great questions and I go, This is the time of year to have great questions. So it's not two months from now right? And you're thinking about it the whole time, let's get it out now and work on it. And I thought as we went along today, some got better and then there's some, we're still kind of gray areas that we have to work on it more. And that just lets us know we have to work on it a little more, pull some more video out. Uh, and we were have the luxury. We have a little bit of video from practice the other day that we watched and we'll look at it again today and see if we can pinpoint a consistent problem. And then we want to make sure we get rid of that. Hockey's fast. There is always going to be a breakdown or, maybe a younger player out there that's afraid to take out a veteran in, in, a, in a drill and then that continues on in the D zone and doesn't look great. Uh, we're not talking about that. We're talking about a consistent problem that maybe our lineup uh, isn't built for that. And that's what we made an alternate alteration in our D zone last year because of that. And I thought we were way more comfortable and better the second half of the year. And that's what we're gonna start off, off with, but we gotta still make sure that our lineup fits that mold.
0: He makes a good point. Uh, he has really all camp about young players um, asserting themselves, not kind of deferring to veterans, not being afraid to take a chance offensively, uh, and the huge emphasis on being vocal, yeah. being audible out there on the ice. And we noticed uh, early in the, in the scrimmage today, Wyatt Kaiser was out there just like, Constantly, yeah, you hear him talking to his teammates, in a, in a good way. Like you know, if you if you want your D partner to know where you are or where to go with the puck, as he's got his back turned, you know, to the to the most of the ice, you know, facing the boards, you want to hear that. You want to hear you hear it all the time when you watch a game. Wheel, 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 hard, hard. These are players communicating with each other, and sometimes these young guys are so afraid to like be too assertive early on. Yeah, that they just sit there quietly and there's no communication. It's something he's definitely trying to get from Lucas Reichel, and I was trying to pay attention to it as much as I could today. Could still use more from him in that regard, but I think he's just more generally a quiet guy. But it seems like a lot of the young players are getting the message.
2: Well, and that the play that I noticed, Kaiser, with that communication, he was telling Connor bedard to pass it back. Yeah. They were breaking out of the zone. Bedard had the puck was about to skate into some traffic, and it was Kaiser that said, you know, pass it back, so he turned and passed it back to Seth Jones, and they were able to reset up. I mean, if you're Wyatt Kaiser and you're you you are able to say, hey, I don't care if you're the yeah. second-best yeah. prospect in the world behind Logan Cooley.
1: <laughs> according, to let, according to
2: some. According to some. You know, let's make the right play here. Yeah, yeah. to uh,
1: be able to call the puck off of Connor Bedard takes a little –
2: and Full credit confidence. to Connor Badard for s- for listening listening yeah. and saying okay let's do the right thing here yeah. for him not to be like no, I'm Connor Effin Bedard. I'm going to skate through all five of these guys he probably can but you don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well that is and, that, and
1: that's one thing that Luke talked about today too is is having these players know if you have a play go and make it. If you don't don't be afraid to just you know pass it back and let it reset up. Like, I, I think part of that communication is even guys without the puck trying to say like, Hey, you got nothing here. Just just dump it. And let's, let's, you know, reset or, you know, Hey, don't, don't force something that's not there. It's, you'd rather have the puck in your possession and change some, change the look, change the angle, reset. You'd rather that than force something, turn it over and it's coming back your other, the other way. So I I think that's a simple, yet effective message that young guys can can take in, and yeah, I th- I think with with the young guys being more vocal, you we we talked about the locker room dynamics of not having guys like Jonathan Taze and Patrick Kane around. It translates to not only you know in the locker room or the the idea of being in the locker room, but also on the ice. You know, if if, if Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taze are out there doing the same thing, and Wyatt Kaiser, I, I know Bedard holds weight, but Taze or Kane probably would hold more if they were still with this team you're trying to call them off the puck I mean he's probably a little quieter in that in that scenario so I think it's all the reasons that the leadership and the the, the direction that the team has gone has changed is translating both on and off the ice and I think it's it's for the best when you have this group coming through the idea is for them to organically become more vocal, more confident and I think we're already seeing some early returns on it.
2: Yeah. yeah. Oh. Go ahead. Sorry. Did we, did we clip the the part about the goalies and the defensemen from Luke? I don't remember. No. Okay. Yeah. Could Then I'll go into that. Though. Paraphrase it. Uh, but Luke said he wants that to actually start with the goaltenders. Yeah. Have the goalies communicate with his defensemen. The defensemen communicate with the forwards because those three players are looking up ice the entire game. And also said, well, then it's up to the forwards to start listening to those guys. And so, there's so much communication that goes on on the ice. You know, hockey is controlled chaos. Yeah. Just so much going on. You, do, you know, there's where you're supposed to be, where you want to be, and where you should be. Those could all. Those could be three different places at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And to make those decisions in a split second. It's tough, especially when you're inexperienced in a young team. So having guys out there that are helping you along, regardless of what position you play, it's like having your coaching staff on the ice. And that's where guys, and we talk about how impressed we are with a young guy like Kaiser, but that's where like guys like Nick Felino who's always out there talking to guys. Yeah. And, and, and after drills, he skates up behind guys, and you can see him talking. Now he may be telling him a dad joke, but chances are he's also like saying hey you know maybe try this or i like what you did there and yeah. it starts at training camp and it's only going to carry over into the season like <clears throat> i know there's no expectations for this team this year as far as playoff goes and wins and losses but just it's exciting to see that they're they're building these right <clears throat> the right way to do things from day one of camp and it's only going to get better as as the season progresses
0: uh, we actually have a really good quote from Seth Jones that we can't use on the show because Pearl Jam is too audible in the background. Uh, yeah, and it might get flagged by YouTube, so we literally Pearl can't Jam play it. Jam loves the Blackhawks,
3: though. I don't think they. <laughs> yeah,
2: yell at we'd us. have
0: to get express written consent from Eddie Vedder, and I don't think we have a direct line. Not directly, just no. yet. Uh, we should have had no. Kaylee Tellio's
2: text. Yeah, seriously, she was right there.
0: Yeah. Um, but basically, w- what he said was. Uh, This is Seth Jones talking about Kaiser saying he's a great skater, knows how to use his body. But one of the things he said was he's got this confidence about him. And one of the main things as a young kid, uh, acting like you belong, right? Don't come in like we've been talking about and defer and like sit back and be, uh, to steal a phrase from my grandpa, like a shrinking violet, right? Mm. Like go out there and assert yourself. You can do that without being cocky or being out of your place. And I think the roster that, kyle davidson is assembled here is the kind of roster that would be open to a kid asserting himself in that way yeah right and i think your point about kane and taves is right and it's not critical of them but it's just how is wyatt kaiser gonna jump over those boards and shout to patrick kane pass it to me right that just think about that. Like, that's really an awkward place to put a kid. And Patrick can be like, mm, I got it. Yeah. I've been down this, this right-wing board a few times, and I know what I'm saying. You know what I mean? And, and maybe that, that never actually happens. But in the mind of a young player, I should tell him to pass back to me. Uh Yeah. He'll know. He knows. He knows. He knows. Right. Right? Like, that's what we're talking about when we say allow these young players to become leaders and to take shape and excel without those two guys. It's not that Kane and Taves are doing anything directly to prevent that, but just their presence alone. go. It, it's it's intimidating. Yeah. It's, and I think we've talked about it for the last few shows. Even Seth Jones feels more relaxed and confident and more of a leader this year than he has in the previous two. Yeah. Right? It's just he's a – and maybe it changes as the year goes on, but – through training camp so far he has been available uh he has shared things right like he has been a way more of an open book than he's ever been before and i think all of this is by design this is what Kyle Davidson had in mind when he made those decisions to move on from those two guys yeah it wasn't personal it wasn't that i don't think these guys have any good hockey left i don't think any of us believe that no
1: no and and it's not a it's not a situation like you know the Winnipeg Jets locker room was in where it was just like these guys are not the leaders that we need them to be it was just the the amount of air in the locker room and and on the ice that they took up wasn't going to allow for the rest of te- of the team to do what they wanted to do and there's only so much space that you can that you can have for guys like that so yeah i i think it it allows what they're trying to do actually happened. The, the amount of chuckles that we've had from Seth Jones this year is way more than I remember at training camp last year. <laughs> so sure. if, you, if you're setting, you're trying to bet the over-under on Seth Jones' chuckles this year, bet the over because yeah. we're off to a good start.
2: No, he definitely seems more relaxed, Yeah, more confident. You know, I think this is the first year he's been here where there's been certainty. Yeah. Uh, you know, he came in here this first year. There was that, hey, remember that letter I wrote you last year that we were going to go with young players? I was just kidding. <laughs> Here's Mark andre Fleury and Seth Jones and Jake McCabe, and darn it, we're going to try and be a playoff team. And then 11 games into the season, it was like, well, that didn't work. Nope,
3: that's a failure.
2: Uh, that, that was uh, maybe we shouldn't have done this. And then last year, you know, coming in with a first-year head coach you've never played for and then having to deal with – you know, an all new roster. And then a lot of those guys knowing that they're not going to be here for the long haul. But now, second year under Luke Richardson and Seth Jones improved vastly from start to finish of the season under Luke Richardson. Oh, yeah. So now he knows what to expect from his coaching staff. He now look can look at this roster and look across the room in training camp and go, I know I'm going to be playing with you all season long. Yeah. I'm not going to be asked questions about when you're going to get traded or when you're going yeah. to get traded. Let's just play some freaking hockey. Right. So for the first time in his now three years with the team, he can come in to this season and just focus on his job. And, that, that's, right.
1: and that's that's a point, too, with what we were talking about with Taylor Hall and Ryan Donato. Like, being on on a, on a line with Connor Redard, neither one of those guys is looked at as, well – yeah, thanks for your 60 games, but you're going to you're gonna, you're gonna be out of here years. by March. They're here for at, at least this full year. Yep. You know, we'll Maybe see what happens. Maybe next year we
2: start those conversations. Yeah,
1: or. In the offseason, but. Or we talk extension. Who knows? Right. Depends on, on what happens, but to not have to have that looming over every single player that's on the roster, it makes a huge difference.
0: Well, and also, not just like those guys personally, but every teammate is asked about it constantly. Right. So you're immediately before the media o- door opens the teams looking around like here we go more questions about Kane and Taves and right. and I can there's been a lot of questions in training camp about Kane and Taves. I think some people are working on some stories and I think you see guys like can't wait till those are published. Okay. It's <laughs> like
1: yeah, I mean it's it's the I would expect that in the first week of camp. First yeah. time that neither of those players have been around in 15 years for a training camp. But, yes, I also believe that those stories and questions will be done
0: and through by the time we get to game one. I, I hope. hope so. Yeah. Uh, one guy brought Taves up on his own. Lucas Reichel said he's ah. been watching videos of Taves and Bergeron working face-offs good and playing in the defensive
2: too. zone. Those are, that's a good start. Yeah. If he had said, I'm watching Kirby Doc videos, I'd be like, Lucas, my man, come <laughs> here, can I have a minute? Can i have
1: a <laughs> been watching Patrick Kane defense videos. Yeah, like, no. Yeah. All two, all uh, two oh, of the them. the piano has arrived. Uh, yeah. All two uh, of them.
2: Yeah. No, uh, Lucas, uh, we got to talk to Lucas Reichel, and Lucas Reichel gave us a Lucas Reichel interview. Where, uh, it's getting better. Uh, he is getting better.
0: Compared and English to, is getting significantly yes, better.
2: Yes, and he's getting more comfortable. Uh, listen, I talked to him a couple of times his first year in Rockford, and it was like... Yeah. Three word answers. If you were lucky. So he's getting there, he's getting more comfortable. I think he's gonna be far more comfortable by the end of the season because he's gonna be asked to to speak a lot. Yeah. Because he's gonna be the leading scorer this year on this <laughs> team. And as the leading scorer <laughs> yes. on this team, you have to face the media. Yep. A lot. Sure he is.
1: Yep. No, yeah, I and I think his game and his confidence uh growing I think makes makes a huge difference both on and off the ice and we saw it today. I mean, he, besides Bedard, those two were the best on the ice and the most confident on the ice. And for, for Reichel to, you know, we showed the highlight of him going through the, the, the defense. And I mean, that's, that's a play that a guy that he knows he's an NHL player uh, is capable of, of making. And I'm excited to see the more that he does that tomorrow and so on and so forth throughout camp. Um, You know, I said, I said on Twitter, if you're, if you're looking for, maybe you know some some depth value picks in your fantasy hockey leagues this year taylor hall's a good option lucas reichel's a really good option too because yeah. he's going to be he's going to be getting top six minutes consistently and he's going to be talked to and used as a regular nhl player and i think that that's going to do a lot for his personal confidence and he's not going to be on this leash of oh here's five games but if you make too many mistakes going back to the rockford like no, you're here. You're an NHL player. You're, you are going to figure out your game at the NHL level now. And I think that's going to do wonders for him. And he has the skill set to be really good. So I wouldn't be surprised if it translates this year.
0: And just the vote of confidence of being told you're an NHL center. Yeah. yeah. Just like, like I, we, I think it was maybe the second day we asked Luke about that. And he's he's we're working him at center, and you could tell Reichel knew that all summer. He, again, it was Kyle he,
1: Davidson. That's uh, Davidson. Yeah, before Camp that's open right. said right. Lucas is going to play Davidson. center, but but uh, Richardson was the one that said he's he's going to be our second center.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: Con- Connor and Lucas are are one and two.
2: When we talked about Seth Jones a minute ago, having that confidence of some certainty. It's obviously worked with Lucas Reichel knowing, heading into camp. I'm here. Not only am I playing for the Blackhawks, but I'm going to be the second line center. Mm-hmm. That's that's my spot. It's defined. Yep. For the first time in his career, he has a defined spot in the NHL. It takes a lot of pressure off. Just go out and play your game.
0: By the way, a moment in today's scrimmage, Team Red was winning uh, 3-2 with 10 seconds left or so. Reichel lined up in the defensive zone against uh, I believe it was Dickinson. I think so. Uh, Won the faceoff clean, right to Philip Kirschev. We got a one-timer on net. Camesso made the save, but a clean faceoff win against a pretty solid faceoff guy. Yeah. So you're starting to see that part of the game come together too. Like, I think it's very wise of the Hawks to let Reichel know from you know probably before he left for Germany for the summer, like, hey, by the way, we've got you at center. So
1: yeah, know the Have that in your mind and work towards it. And he beefed up too. Yeah, he yeah. Did look bigger. Yeah, he firmed up.
2: Yes. Don't start that again. <laughs> it's going to be another Twitter clip. Of you uh, that,
1: that clip didn't hit Twitter. That just lives on YouTube. Um,
0: for our personal use only. Yeah.
1: But, but yeah, just for us.
2: this was the first time we got to talk to Lucas up close today. And, yes, he did look like he's filled out a little bit more. Yeah. Um, and that's good. Less, he's, he's less of a
1: that. tennis player build. Yeah. yeah. And
2: that will only improve more as uh, we go on. So uh, a very encouraging First four days of camp for for young Mister Reichel and it's good. It's as you said earlier. Tomorrow to start the show, we're seeing everything that we wanted to see pretty much out of everybody. There's no real like, oh my god, it's early, but I'm starting to panic. Yeah, it's right. just like we'll know more in games, but right, but everybody is where you would want them to be, or even beyond where you would want them to be at this point of the season. So it's encouraging. It's I, it's like I, I can't believe that I'm actually looking forward to preseason hockey. Yeah. yeah. We're going to get up a lot of it real quick.
1: Yeah. Three games, five days. It's going to be fast. Yes.
2: And we'll have uh, post-game shows for two of those three games. Yeah, Thursday and Sunday. We were going to do all three, but the Saturday game in Minnesota is not being not televised, which is so no. strange for Minnesota. Yeah. But no TV, so we have no way of watching that game. So Thursday He's night, bless you and Sunday night post game shows first two of the season. Yes. Can't wait. Sun- Sunday night's post
1: game show will be interesting cuz the Bears are the lead in. So
2: we'll see. Well, yeah. we'll see how it goes. Well, we can borrow Greg's uh Bragg's
1: yeah. bag. Hopefully we don't need a paper bag. Uh, are, we, are
2: we calling him Greg Greg bags now? <laughs> oh, Greg bags?
1: Greg paper bags? Yeah. yeah. This is so I feel bad. We could do that. What was the what was the guy <laughs> that we <laughs> saw on Twitter with the uh the truckers, uh, <laughs> piss jugman or whatever. Oh, oh. piss jugman, yeah. <laughs> piss, jugman, <laughs> piss jugman, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Piss jugman. That was yeah. good stuff.
2: Five bucks. Greg, take your picture. Greg right. Bagman, piss Jugman. Oh. Yeah. Greg, Greg Paper bag Man. Oh,
0: I feel bad. Oh, yeah, I feel uh, bad for them. Anyway, I feel bad for us. Hopefully, we don't need. Hopefully,
1: we don't need any paper bags or. I don't I think so. Piss jugs. No, drugs.
0: no,
2: those days are over.
0: Yeah. Um, another line that looked pretty good, and we will probably be seeing a lot of them this year is uh, Jason Dickinson with Nick Felino and Corey Perry. We got a chance to talk to Jason Dickinson after practice today, and he talked about uh, finding chemistry with that line.
3: We're finding chemistry between two of uh, the three of us, sorry, uh, between my two wingers. And um, we're going to be a gritty line that's going to play a lot of hockey below the dots. And um, in scrimmages, sometimes it's a little bit harder against your own teammates to play that style. and. Uh, so I think come game time, that's when we're going to really feel really good with each other. You, you guys played so probably... roles last year I and mean, you were centering King for a while and producing. Is, it, is that a role you, you you relish being in that, that kind of more grinder role? Um, yes, because I take such pride in the D zone that it, it comes a lot more naturally and a lot easier. Um, when you're put in a position to play with the top guys, they want to produce. so.
0: Well, again, we back. There we go. There's uh-huh. Jason Dickinson talking about uh, being back in a defensive role, uh, which is a little more comfortable for him. He talked a little bit about like last year having to get his mindset of where my instincts tell me to stay back and check and defend. When I was playing with Patrick Kane, there was a little bit of pressure to get that puck up ice and get moving and get uh, started attacking offensively. He feels a lot more comfortable uh, in the role now and Windy City hockey says did you ask Jason Dickinson to see if Felino got Dickie a dinner yet for taking the seventeen. That has not happened yet. Not yet. He said so far he's gotten a firm handshake uh, from Nick Felino but he said again firm he said <laughs> hopefully a dinner on the road uh will will make up for the number switch. But he said the number didn't really mean much to him. Um and he said the one that he would have changed to is eleven. That's mm. the number that if he had to say he would have a Taylor Ranch. Eleven in that. Dallas I think it was
2: 16 in Dallas he yeah, said. That's why he took 16, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. He said 11 meant something to him, but he was Radish. Sure, Radish Radish
1: has got 11 too.
2: <laughs> the thing I I love about Jason Dickinson, I should just call him Dicky cuz he always Big J Dick. He he always uses the hockey nicknames in every interview, Pairs. Yeah. and Oh yeah. F- what was Fliggy? Fl- Fliggy, Fliggy. Fl- and and r- r- Rads and like it's like for there are a couple of times I'm like, who? Oh, who, who, okay, I got you. Yeah. You yeah. gotta get in season mode, like, yeah, like oh, yeah, I, yeah. I had to do some thinking, like, who's he talking about? Rikes, <laughs> Bedsy, um, <laughs> yeah. So, no, yeah. I think I think that line is going to be really effective and underappreciated this year.
0: I think, um, yeah, definitely. I agree.
2: I think that line is going to be a line that is in the starting lineup, like, taking that opening face off a lot this year, yeah. Or, or I the, mean, or very,
0: home games, are going to be that's. For sure the line that will be drawing the toughest matchups. Yeah. yeah. You think you think like Sidney Crosby, I know they're gonna have second change with the season opening at home, but every chance he gets, he's gonna put Corey Perry and Jason Dickinson and, and Fliggy right in and uh, Crosby's face. So yeah. yeah, we gotta set the over under on nutsack jabs from Corey Perry to to Sidney Crosby. Oh, two Crosby? Oh. Yeah, I'm gonna say I'm gonna set it at half. One First half game over. a half jab over. A half crotch jab?
1: Over. I would say over. Over? He get he gets him once.
0: I think okay. he gets him once, yeah. Uh, yeah. More than yeah. once though? More than once. More than half? once
1: you're talking potential misconduct. That's true. But he
2: knows how to do it without getting hurt. Perry knows how to give you a little little quick as he skates by the ranch.
0: Speaking of that, we saw a little little tyke uh, in the crowd today in a Corey Perry jersey. It had to be his son. I think it was his son. (laughs) I think it was. We weren't sure. I don't think there's many Youth
1: Corey Perry 94 Blackhawks jerseys in circulation. That's the same son
2: he had with him (laughs) on his introductory. Press conference uh, yeah. yeah. This, uh, was the last
0: press conference that one particular podium ever had. Yes, <laughs> yes it was. <laughs> Didn't help that he was like pounding out it and screaming uh, as, during and, his presser. And, yeah. And chocolate
2: milk and leaving that little mustache <laughs> yeah. was a
0: bad idea. Right Good change by that. the Hawks. The uh, yeah. <laughs> new podium looks very nice and can't look like anything else. Nope. Yeah. Good move. All right. We're going to wrap things up before we do. We had a, someone in the chat say, hey, where can I get reasonably priced Hawks gear? Duh. FOCO, Mm -hmm. go to FOCO.com or click the link in our description and get fitted out in the best sports and Hawks gear around, hoodies, shoes, signs, bobbleheads, banana hammocks, and everything in between. I mean, it still is technically baseball season, but let's call it hockey season. Get yourself some hoodies, get yourself some stuff for the game, some pajama pants, anything you want to do to stay warm in that chilly United Center. FOCO's got it for you, and they've donated some of the great stuff we have here. On our set, we appreciate them for that. Not the uh, least dysfunctional Chicago team September 2023 banner. No, no, no. That was not from FOCO, but I'm sure they've got something very, very close to it. Check out the link in our description below for all non pre sale items. Use that promo code CHGO for 10% off at FOCO.com. I am very glad that
2: I took a pair of my Shady Rays with me this morning, even though it was rainy. I left them in the car because I'm going to need them for the drive home because the sun is out. Yep. And our friends at Shady Rays have you and your precious eyeballs covered for the sunny days ahead with their premium Polaroid shades at a very affordable price. Shady Rays is the best independent sunglasses company that offers you a world-class product. That's just as good as any expensive pair we've ever worn. I say even better. Their durable frames and extremely clear optics are perfect for any and all of your outdoor adventures. And that's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. That's according to Anders Sorensen, who likes to use the word insane. Every pair (laughs) of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us they're going to send you a brand new pair. No questions asked. You can wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after your purchase. You're going to look great. You're going to feel great because together with their customers, Shady Rays is providing much-needed support to nonprofit partners across the U.S. through Shady Rays Impact. They're doing everything from building play sets for pediatric cancer patients to providing young adults with MS, the outdoor adventure of a lifetime. Shady Rays is making an impact in your community and others like it now and for years to come. And if you don't love your Shady Rays, but you're going to, so this really doesn't matter, but just in case you don't, you can always exchange them for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. There is zero risk when you shop. Their team always has your back. And exclusively for our listeners only, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. Head on over to ShadyRays.com and use the promo code CHGO at checkout, and you're going to get 50% off. All orders of two or more of their awesome, awesome shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people.
1: If you're talking about five-star sunglasses, let me tell you about some five-star beer from our friends at the Goose Island Beer Company. Goose Island, they are the proud beer sponsor of us here at CHGO. Nice honks. And they have been Chicago's beer since 1988. And they have a tremendous year-round beer roster that uh, boasts the full pocket pills, the everyday beer that the Goose Island beer brewers are drinking. Of course, you have the uh, family of beer hugs, the Imperial IPAs and the golden cans of 312 the we ale the staple of their year round beer roster. And of course, we are into late September, which means that's Oktoberfest season. So ring in the fall season with a delicious Goose Island Oktoberfest beer. You can get all of these beers and even more. Ultra Fresh Brewery Exclusives when you go to Goose Island's Goose Islands Original brew house on Clybourne Avenue in Lincoln Park, or you can go to their tap room on Fulton Street in West Town. Again, that's the Goose Island Beer Company, Chicago's Beer.
0: All right, we are back tomorrow at three after scrimmage number two. Uh, scrimmage I'm not sure if two. it's going to be um, everybody. Um, 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 we'll um. see. Not sure who's going to play or how they're going to divide things up. I think they don't know yet either. They're probably figuring that out as we speak but uh if you're headed over to fifth third tomorrow uh be ready to go for some an entertaining hockey uh, can't wait and say and hi then, yeah we're then we're gonna be off wednesday and then back thursday with Post game. game can't wait the we'll game talk to you tomorrow at three o'clock on the chgo blackhawks podcast